We have been talking about renewing your mind, which for a lot of people is something that is a harder task than for others. But the Bible says renew your mind daily with the Word of God so that you're constantly flooding yourself with God's goodness, His positive thoughts, the things He has for you, His mercy, His love, instead of focusing on the negative. Mm -hmm. But I know for a lot of people that is a real challenge, and it's easy for some people to immediately think of the worst in the situation or think of the negative outcome before the positive outcome. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with and we wanted to talk about that today. So what do you want to ask? <laughs> well, <laughs> how about we start with what do you personally do when struggles happen? How do you renew your own mind? Well, I go to the scriptures, first of all. I go to the scriptures concerning that. And the Bible does say that we are to renew our mind every morning, every day with the Word of God. Now. What does renew your mind mean? Well, if you take the Word of God and you pour it into the garden of your heart, if you study the Word of God, then that Word of God will come up out of your mouth and you hear yourself say it. And it will begin to dispel the negative that's coming against you. It'll begin to say, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to believe that. It causes your faith to rise so you can believe God. Now, if you remember the first piece of the seven, seven pieces of armor that the Bible speaks of in Ephesians chapter six is the helmet of salvation to protect your mind. Joyce Meyer, my longtime friend, calls your mind the battlefield of the devil. That's where Satan comes against you. Mm -hmm. That's why renewing your mind with the Word of God is, uh, is, is, so, uh, is so, so wonderful and so, so beneficial. You know, people say, well, how can I renew my mind? Is there some button that I can push, just plug it in here and renew my mind? No, you've got to take the Word of God, the Bible, and you've got to put it in your heart. Mm -hmm. What do you do in a situation where you're constantly finding yourself focusing on the negative. You're focusing on the bad outcomes. How do you how do you turn that off? How do you stop yourself from doing that? Remember that old song, you've got to accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative? No, I'm you're happy too to young. answer no <laughs> to that question because I don't know Well, there's an, old, there's an old song, blues song. You've got to accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Uh, uh, you're, you're way too young, Jordan. Lucky me. Uh, there are a lot of people watching though that know what I'm talking about. Uh, you've got to make a conscious decision. I'm going to cast off that negative. I'm going to focus on God's Word and the positive for my life. I'm going to say it out loud, and the more that I say it out loud, the more I'm going to distance myself from that negative. It's so easy to, to accentuate the negative and think about the negative because the devil is there all the time trying to put the negative on you. You've got to say, no devil, I'm not going to accept that negative. No, here's what I'm going to take. The Word of God says this and, and, and so on. If that's something that you're struggling with and it's something that you immediately go to the negative, I'm not that way. I happen to not be wired that way. I don't immediately think of the negative outcome first. Neither but do I. I know there are people who do. Is there something that can physically stop that from happening? Before they go negative and then try to rein it back in, is well, there something you can do to stop that negativity? I, 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 this is going to sound very simplistic. And you're going to say, well, Richard, this is easy for you to say. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. From the get-go, the first negative thing that comes to you, you've got to say, no, I'm not going to accept this. The Bible says this, and I choose this. I don't choose that. I choose this. Make a decision. The 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 prophet Elijah said, choose this day whom you'll serve. I choose. I'm not going to focus on the negative. Yes, I know there's negative out there. Sure, I'm not going to bury my head in the sand like an ostrich and say there's not out there. I know it's there, but I'm going to focus on the positive. I know there are demon spirits, but I also know that there are more angels. <laughs> 
Can you think of an example in the Bible where someone had a negative reaction to something and then they stopped and reeled it in? Oh my, you're gonna put me Aha, on the spot yeah, now. Like you're gonna put me on the spot now. Um, um, I'm trying to think of one. I'm sure there is one, but uh, nothing's coming to my mind. Uh, That's why I thought uh, I ask me the question one more time. Give me a chance. Is there <clears> someone <throat> in the Bible where there was a situation that seemed hopeless or seemed like it was negative, and they they went okay. negative and then said, "Okay, no, I'm not going to do that." Well, look at the look at the two men that were crucified next to Jesus. Okay. They were being crucified for what they had done wrong. Mm -hmm. It looked really bad. It was a negative situation. And one of them said to Jesus, uh, uh, why don't you uh, save yourself and save us too? Mm -hmm. The other one said, remember me. Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And that whole situation was turned around when he went positive instead of negative. The first guy went negative. This guy went positive and Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Okay, what about someone who, is there an example in the Bible of someone who said, I, I can't do this, this, is, this isn't happening, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out, and, and then he said, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. I've got another one. Okay, good. The Shunammite woman. Okay. <laughs> Finally came to you, did it? The Shunammite woman's son died. Now, you need to understand, uh, you can read about it in 2 Kings, the Shunammite woman did not have any children, she and her husband. But she built a kind, of a kind of a prophet's chamber, an apartment, onto her home for Elisha when he traveled through. Shunem was kind of a stopping off place. He, you, you changed buses there, okay? okay. <laughs> you, changed, you changed spacecraft. I mean, okay. you changed, you spacecraft, changed, really? You changed things. It's funny, you I know, don't remember spacecraft. You, you took a new donkey. You took a new... <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got, you changed your Uber. Yeah. <laughs> and because, because she was kind to Elisha, Elisha wanted to know what he could do for her. And God said, tell her about this time next year she's going to have a son. And they had a child. And the child grew up and the child died. But the Shunammite woman said, it is well. She would not accept that negative word. And Elisha came in and laid his body on top of the dead boy. And he came back to life again. Now, she could have said, well, he's dead, Elisha. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You know, and the same thing happened, uh, Jordan, with, uh, with the raising of Lazarus. Lazarus died and had been dead for four years, four days, excuse me, right. when, Jesus got to, when Jesus got to town. And, uh, and, and Jesus said, roll the stone away. And Martha said, no, Jesus, it's, it's too late. You know, it, you know, if you'd only been here, if you'd only been here. And he said, roll the stone away. She said, no, he, he stinks. Don't, you know, the body's decaying. No, don't do it. And, and Jesus said, let him who, let him who believes in me. I am the resurrection and the life. It looked really bad, but she finally turned around and, and wound up believing what Jesus said when she said, I do believe. And Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. She's a good example of someone who, in our natural humanness, can think positive, can think negatively when bad situations are presented to us, but can also back that up and say, okay, I'm not gonna think that way. I'm not gonna be that way. I am going to believe even when the situation seems bleak. Which was what I was, what I was asking, is there someone that you can look at the Bible and say, okay, they, like many of us, had a negative reaction to a real situation that seems dire, but also said, okay, no matter the circumstances, I'm going to choose to believe and I'm going to choose to mm -hmm. trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. All right, Jordan, remember your mother was diagnosed with thyroid cancer two years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that happened was her knees just buckled. As I'm sure when you, when you hear reaction. the C word, yeah you have a tendency to fall apart. But your mother's faith took over. 
and she got hold of the Word of God, and she got you and your sisters and me, and she got other people around. And we began, that's important to get people around you who believe what you believe. And she used her faith, and she believed God. She had surgery, but she has no trace of cancer in her body now. And there's another example that you asked me about examples. They're coming to my mind now. Gotcha. Look at Elijah. And Elijah, uh, you know, made perhaps the greatest prophet in all the Old Testament. You know, he, he killed 450 prophets of Baal after he had a great contest and, and won the great contest. And he was the one who said to the widow, give me the first portion and your meal will not diminish, your, your meal will not diminish, neither your recruits oil fail. And Many all these miracles. great miracles. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's running for his life. He's hiding under a tree, wishing he were dead. You talk about somebody who, who fell apart. And then he wound up in a cave hiding out. And that's where many people are today. They're hiding out because their faith hasn't take hold, taken hold and they've gone for the negative. He even said there's, there's nobody left in the country, you know, that really believes God. And God had to say, oh, I've got so many more that you don't even know about. Until finally God had to say to him, it's time to come out of the cave. And once again, Elisha, Elijah was strengthened and the power of God came on him again. And he went on and finished his, his, uh, his calling in life. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to, as I said, de-accentuate the negative and stop talking about the negative. Start talking about God and the positive things and confessing that and saying it over and over and over again. You say, well, that might not change the circumstances. Well, it just may. The whole thing may just turn around. I've seen it happen time and time again in my life, in your, in your mother's life, in our family's life, in many people's lives all around the world. Well, the, I think it's easy for a lot of people to say, well, it's in front of me, so it's there. I, I, I'm just seeing what's in front of me. It is in front of you, and it may be the reality of the situation, but that does not mean that you agree with it, and it does not mean that you confess that either. I think that's something that people get really confused. It's like, uh, well, it's there though, you know, so it's real. It is, but that does not mean that that needs to be the constant confession of your mouth. The confession of your mouth is that may be the case, but I am believing for healing. I am believing for miracles. I'm believing for finances or for whatever well, it is in your, your life. your mother did not deny that the doctor said right. you have thyroid cancer. You're not, you're not she living didn't outside of reality. No, she didn't bury her head in the sand and say, that's not true. No, the, the examination showed, the tests uh, and diagnosis showed she had thyroid cancer. Right. But she decided to go into agreement with the Word of God and believe right. that through the good work of the doctor and the good work of prayer, all the cancer would be gone and she would never have it again. Exactly. And she's cancer free. And that's the difference between, she's not insane thinking it's not there. It may be there in front of you, but that doesn't mean that you agree with it and that doesn't mean that you don't believe for the positive outcome. And I think that's the difference for a lot of people is, they find themselves, they don't think it's negative. They think, well, it's just, it's there. Jesus I said, have it. Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this need, this problem, this cancer, this fear, this doubt, this worry, this sickness, the, the disease, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, Jordan, that's either the truth or it's a lie. I've chosen to believe that it's the truth because the Bible is the truth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm not going to say, no, that's not true. I'm going to accept all these negative things and all that the devil has for me. No, in Jesus' name, I'm going to accept what God says about me. I believe what God says, not what the devil says because the devil is a liar. And that's a great example, actually, of He's not saying that the mountain isn't there. He said no. the, there is a mountain. It's there. However, 
if we will believe and not doubt. Well, and if you go back over, if you go back over to Matthew 17, 20, he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, or in other words, a, fa a faith that you will sow, then you can speak to your mountain of difficulty and command it to be cast into the sea. And he said, nothing shall be impossible unto you. But that, that requires speaking the positive word of God, not going into agreement with the negative. That requires the battlefield of examples? the mind. All right, you finally got rolling there. <laughs> took you a minute. I like throwing you curveballs because it's kind of fun to watch you go, ooh, for a second. But you, that was exactly what I was wanting. I wanted an example of someone who, in their humanity, had a moment of panic, but then decided, no, I'm not going to think that. I'm not going to act this way. I'm going to come out of the cave, and I'm going to fight. And that's exactly what we have to do because the mind is a battlefield. You have to fight that negativity every single day and renewing your mind is the best it's way a to constant do that. battle it doesn't just it's not just it's on not weekends just gonna go away <laughs> <laughs> no it's every day absolutely renewing your mind daily with the Word of God and with people around you surround yourself with positive people people who believe what you believe people who will lift you up when you need it and who will profess faith and miracles and healing for you when that's what you need in your life that's that's the key to being able to shut out the negative and focus on the positive because it's real and stuff happens in life that is out of our control. But renewing your mind daily is the key to fighting that battle in your mind. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. 